Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Denny, and Denny's been having paranormal encounters for the last 15 years. Denny, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ed. Good to be here. It's great to have you on, mate. I really, really like when people come on the show who have had multiple paranormal encounters, and... What I really like about your encounters is that there seems to almost be this connecting tissue that creating a common element throughout all your all your encounters here. And I'm not going to try to take away too much from that. But Danny, can you tell me about this first paranormal encounter you had when you were 17 years old? Yeah, sure. Um, I was down Newcastle at the time with family members and it was time to come back to the Gold Coast. And I was getting a lift from a family member. And on, on the trip from Warners Bay to Newcastle Airport, we are talking about the paranormal and just having a good old laugh and whatnot. And I've said out loud, oh, I'd, I'd never seen a ghost. So I'm like, oh, I'd love to see a ghost. And as soon as the words left my mouth, I see a, a dark figure standing on the side of the road. Oh, it's giving me shivers just thinking about it already. And... um. It was only there for a split second, but just enough just to know that, oh, what's, I, I had a double take on it, but by the time I double talk, it was gone. And I turned, turned to my auntie at the time, like, I just seen a ghost. And she was like, Danny, don't play around with that stuff. And I'd never asked ever again to see a ghost. <laughs> Swear to God. What What are the odds of that? Because I think the, I think the jail that you went past there, Danny, would have been Maitland jail. Which is yes, so I, incredibly haunted. Well, I, 
I was before doing this, I'd done try to do some research, and I'm thinking it had to be Maitland, but yeah, it was dead set on the on the curb of the prison, Maitland. So we went past, and my aunt is like, you know, that's the prison, right? I'm like, oh. well, at the time, I'm thinking it's just a ghost, you know, like it, it was spooky, but it was middle of the day, but you could see this perfectly, you know, black figure, cowboy hat. Silhouette, you know, the um, black trench coat. He had his, he even had his um, collar up and it was, it was, it was perfectly just standing there. It, it was, it was surreal. Did you feel like it was looking at you? <sighs> yes, I felt like it was because I asked, it was like, here I am. You ask and you receive. And it was like, it was just like being kind of like a smart ass, like, huh? Here I am. And it was, it, it, that's what I felt like. And I've always thought that, like, it was just, just messing with you, like, for the fun of it. It wouldn't surprise me because I, I would imagine there is some level of humour to the to the world of the paranormal. And for you to, to say, hey, I want to see a ghost, and then you see one outside of Maitland Jail, which is one of Australia's most haunted uh, buildings, I, I I don't think that is uh, too far of a stretch to say, yeah, you definitely saw something there. I believe I, believe I did because I, I still remember that that image as clear as day. So you said this thing looked like it, it had like a cowboy hat, it had a trench coat. This definitely yes. sounds like a hat man encounter to me. And maybe maybe I'm stretching on that, but it has all the, I guess, the, the qualifying traits of what a hat man might be. One thing that it could also be is maybe this is just an out-of-time character because Maitland Jail has a lot of history to it. And I'm also wondering that you may have seen just a, a ghost or or a a figure from, from yesteryear. You, you, you're very possibly right, yes. And when you saw this thing, was there any other detail that could, you could see or was it just uh, an embodiment of, of total blackness? It was total blackness, but just his outline, you could tell what he was wearing. You know, it was just completely black, just, you know, it was just swallowing the light and it was in complete daylight, but it was just like someone had cut out a, you know, a charcoal, you know, whatever, like sculpted a charcoal, just that complete and utter darkness. It was just there. So you wish to see this thing. You see it. Were you a believer of the paranormal before you had this encounter? Um, n- I was skeptical. Like, I was open-minded, never seen nothing, never experienced anything, and that's what we are talking about. And then because I hadn't seen anything or experienced anything like that, um, oh, that's why I wished. And then all of a sudden, boop, here you go. <laughs> so I wonder if you doing that has kind of made the the paranormal world aware of who you are because this is something that i hear fairly often when someone has a a paranormal encounter that it kind of just snowballs into into more and more encounters because this isn't the only paranormal encounter that you've had with an entity like this or or something of a of a black figure because there was one that you had when you were also 18 years old is that right yeah that was yeah that's correct (laughs) Are you um? Are, uh, can you go into that one for us a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, 
at the time I was living with family members. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. And um, the house was quite busy, so I was living down the backyard in a, just a little caravan with my brother. And I often, you know, walk up the side of the house and into the house to visit the other family members and just relax and watch TV and, you know, just mingle. So this one night, nothing out of the ordinary. I'm walking past the window, that's um, or one of the windows, and nothing was in there. Lights off, and then the next window was a baby room, and right next to the window is a is a a cot. And on this side of this cot was a, he would have had to be five, you know, five, five, this, sorry, six, at least six, six and a half foot tall. He was a big man. And at the time, it, I thought it was her father, which he's a very tall, just a big man in my eyes. He was a big man. So I'm thinking, no, that's just his father, just her father attending to her. But what struck me as odd was the mass. Like he was just a solid man and he was slightly hunched over, not inside the, the cot, but just like tending to her or just looking down at her. So I thought, oh, that's odd. Like he's, it just seemed, but then thought nothing of it at the time and just kept walking. And I've gone up, up the driveway and gone into the main front of the house. And you've got to walk through, as you come through the main bit of the house, there's the, the lounge room. And and sitting down is her father, which that's who I thought it was at the time. Now, there was no way he could have made it from the, the, the baby room to the lounge room in the 15 seconds it took me to get from the window to where I was at the moment, at the time. And I'm like, started to mom my heart and my mind started racing going okay this is this is wrong because what i've seen and now you're here so anyway i'm like how long you been here for and he was because because i was acting erratic he was like um a while and before he could even answer i've just sprinted down the hallway chucked the right and gone into the baby's room and there was nothing the baby was asleep in the cot and I've looked around the room, checked the other room. There was nothing. And that had me spooked. I come out to the family's wide as a ghost going, I just seen something over the crib and it was a big black mass. Now, at the time, we all knew this house was haunted. So we were just like, oh, it's just another ghost, just another one. But this one was different because this, he was big. He was big and it, it, it shook me. It shook me pretty bad that night. That would have been terrifying because to to have something so big, so uh, emboding over over a crib is is genuinely terrifying because you just don't know what what that is, what it's capable of, or what its intentions are. That's exactly right. Like the intent, even today, I still think back. I'm like, what? What were you doing? Like, you know, what was your intent? You know, it was just, it was just, it was, it was wrong. You know, like it just felt very, after, you know, realizing that it wasn't a father. I'm like, well, that, that is, you know, that is really just uneasy. And what was the reaction from everyone after you told them what, what you just saw? Um, 
Well, to be totally honest, I don't think they believe me. Like, they were kind of like, oh, I think they, they, they kind of like, but see, we all knew that this house was haunted, so that's like, they were kind of like, just, it was just another ghost. But to me, seeing that, it was like a whole different level. Because it's, it's different when you be told a story and then experiencing it, it's totally different. It's kind of worrying in a sense because it makes you wonder, well, what else has gone on in that in that child's room and that they maybe have just kind of turned a blind eye to? Uh, their uh, family members in them in them two rooms have had encounters of the same thing. I can't really discuss exactly what happened because I don't know the full story. But what I can say is that um, the father of the child was actually apparently attacked and he had to throw stuff at it. We tried throwing stuff at it and all this. And, um, oh, yeah, our house was riddled. So, Wow. Okay. So you have this figure that's in this house. It's leaning over the baby's crib and it's having a violent attacks on other family members and they were they were cool with everything going on in this house yeah it's very odd when you say like that but yes like it was kind of like just a normal thing because i think everyone's i don't know like even i was kind of like after that it was kind of like "Mm, all right like it was the weirdest it was like the weirdest thing after i settled myself down it was like okay because yeah like there, there was just little occurrences that would happen and like it, like it scared me, but I didn't have to sleep in that room. You know, I could just, I could leave. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I would never be caught alone in that room. Like very often, would I be left in that room or those two rooms alone? I'd, I'd bail. I'd leave. What were some of the other encounters that happened in this house? Was that one of the only encounters that you had in that house personally? Um, I've had a few more, just ghost encounters. Um. Uh, when you go down the hallway, you got to you go, you got to go past the um, shower and bathroom to go to the toilet. And um, so, in your perif- in your perif- sorry, in your peripheral vision, I'd often see a little boy. Um, he was blue, and he just wore a, just a pair of board shorts, and he'd be looking at the bath. Right, just I. When I was ex- trying to look for him, I would never see him. It was when I was like, I've got to go to the toilet. I've got to go. And I'd see him. Like, just because, I don't know, you know, you're not ready for it. So he'd just be there. And I'd tell the family members and they wouldn't. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. And then one day, my cousin, she's like, i seen the boy. He's wears board shorts and he's got a haircut like another one of her family members. And I said, yeah, that's exactly right. And, um. We were always discussing, oh, what do you reckon is, you know, was there a, a passing in the house or, what, you know, why was he looking at the bath and he was blue? Anyway, we put it down to that he, he was um, attached to the bath. When they'd done renovations, not probably six months to a year later, never seen the boy again. They removed that bath and put a new one in. Um, never seen the boy again. Really? That's quite interesting. I wonder if there was some level of attachment to the actual bathtub then. Yes, oh, that's what I agree. That's what, I, the, what I've come to, you know, think about. Well, I totally agree with you. Was there any other encounters of, of that type of magnitude in that house there? Because 
for for everyone to just be so on board and honestly, Denny, it, it blows my mind that people just kind of shrug off the fact that there's this six and a half foot tall shadow person roaming around the kids' bedroom. Um, it is it's something that makes me wonder if there was so much other activity going on in this house that this family is just so, I guess, toughened to the paranormal that that's a normal day for them. Yeah, it's been like conditioned, like you've just been conditioned to it. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly yeah. like that. Um, well, that the whole family, like my whole side of the family, we're all, all interested in it. So it's kind of like just, it's very hard to explain. I'm not really not even sure myself. Like with you asking them questions, it's like, that's very true. Like it's kind of like a bomb going off and everyone's like, ah, okay. But um, oh, there's plenty of stories about going like that house and seeing ghosts. There was um going down the same that same hallway, and there was a there was a bedroom on the left, and I looked to my left inside the room, and there was, there's a bed along the um along the wall, and this man slash like he probably a teenager age, he looks up at me, looks directly in my eyes, and it was my spitting image of my uncle, but younger, and I'm like. But I never thought about, you know, I thought it was just my uncle. I'm like, oh, what's he doing in there? You know, he doesn't lie down on the kid's bed. And I've gone to spin around to go say hey to him. No one was there. But I looked this person in the eyes and done a 360 to turn around to say hey. And it was gone. That's the type of stuff that would just keep you awake at night questioning what happened there. It, it's I've I've spent many well we've we've had discussions on this house of like what is going on, like what has happened for it to be so active. Is your family still living in that house now? No, they moved out about a, a very good ten years ago now. Was it because of the paranormal activity, or was that just they're ju- they're just moving on to the next place? That, that, that was just it was just time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was it wasn't due to any any. You know, like, oh, good to get out of here. It was just, uh, all right, it's time to move now. We'll move. It is absolutely fascinating to me, Danny, because I, I, I could imagine I if I was in that situation and I had a paranormal activity going on to the extent that that house was having and then being physically attacked by a shadow figure. I would be doing everything I can to to move out of that house because I know that in the real world in the real world it's a lot harder than than what it might appear in a movie because you know you just can't pack up and leave everything. Um, but uh, it sounded like they lived a, a a long healthy life in that house, just kind of with weird stuff going on. And now a quick word from our sponsor. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss also are you wanting more content why not become a believe plus member you'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public not only that you'll also get our regular feed without any ads
Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yes, like most of the time it was totally fine. Then you get your odd, oh, you know, I've seen a ghost. But there was only those very fine, you know, very small moments where there was, you know, a great outburst. Did you find if there was anything that kind of spurred the, I guess, the entities on, the spirits on? No, not really, actually. No, like we never really got, yeah, we, yeah, no, not really. No, we kind of, you know, we were interested in it, but we never looked into it. Like we never did any research on the house. It was just, that's just the normal thing. Like, and it was really, I think, thinking back now, I'd experienced a little bit more than what people did. The other, uh, the other family members did. It doesn't surprise me because I want to move on to this this third encounter that you had because I think this is the the one that probably hits home the most for you. Um, this is something, and this happened quite recently. This happened in uh, twenty twenty. Yes, it was just a normal night, and I had work the next morning. Um, I was getting a little bit antsy because I couldn't sleep and it was, oh, it was getting along, you know, into the, it was just touching into the morning. So it would have been around 12.30, 1 o'clock and I'm laying in bed. I'm like, oh, I'll get up and I might just walk around for a bit and, you know, then I might come lay down. So I've sat up in my bed and I'm thinking, oh, should I lay back down or, and then should I get back up? And at that moment of trying to, decide what I wanted to do I see this head and shoulders uh, shadow figure walking in front of me now the best way I can explain it you know the scene from Jurassic Park where the girl watches the raptor shadow in front of her walking yeah yeah and the, the jelly shaking well I was the jelly <laughs> and I, I was shaking. And I'm thinking to myself, this can't be real. Uh, someone's in my house. I've just been broken into. What do they want? And I had my daughter in the other room and I had to get, literally, I had to go through that, that hallway to get to her. But all I was frozen solid. Like you see on the movies and you think, just move, move. Well, I can totally agree right now. You are frozen stiff. Like, you cannot move. You're screaming in your head to move. But I could not move. I was frozen solid, like, just in terror. And I watched the light as the, um, there was a light shining through my door. So there was a a rectangle bit of light on the wall. And that's how I seen the shadow walk. So he would, he was, he was behind me, but I was seeing his shadow on the wall. And he's gone down, and I imagined him seeing me sitting up in the bed, and I'm thinking, he's seen me, and he turned, and he's walked back. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I finally mustered up the courage within about, you know, five five seconds, or I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to grab him, or I'm going to have to do something. And um, I'm like, wait a minute, I have to tell, I have to tell the missus. Um, so I've leant down and I'm like, I'm going to have to be quick because if I start speaking, he's going to run. Um, I, probably the worst thing I could have done. So I've just nudged her. I'm going, someone's in the house and I've just run. 
And apparently, I don't remember doing this, but I've just run, going, oi, oi. And I've run through the house. My partner's like half, half asleep trying to come behind me. And I've run through the house. There was no door slamming. There was no, there was no footsteps in front of me. There was nothing. It was complete. So it was just me and the missus walking through the house afterwards. I checked everywhere, behind every door, under every bed, in cupboards, everywhere, and there was nothing. And the doors were all solid. Everything was locked up. I checked my security camera that was out the back. There was nothing. And I still today don't know what it was. That's that's terrifying for for so many reasons, other than the fact that, you know, that's that's a genuine paranormal encounter there, but just the the fear of that your family is potentially in danger from someone being in, being in your house that would have yes. got that adrenaline spike going big time oh it was it was terrifying and i'm surprised actually i actually moved because i was that i was that terrified it's one of those situations that i think a, a lot of people listening would would say mate i would have just got out of bed i would have just jumped up and and grabbed whatever that was but I think until you're in that situation of pure fear and the unknown of what is in front of you, I think it's really impossible for people to have too much of an opinion on that. Yes, no, I totally agree because I, that, I would have been one of those people, to be totally honest. But experiencing it and going through myself, I totally agree when I see people on movies now that they freeze solid. And that, that's exactly what happens because my mind, it was just like, I just locked down. My mind was still racing, like, move, but I couldn't move. And he, he walked to, turned, and he wasn't moving fast. Like, he's, he was like on a stroll. And then he turns and he walks back. And then by the time he's disappeared, within, you know, three to five seconds, I've jumped up. And within another probably, you know, five seconds, I grabbed the missus, told her what was going on, and I was out that door. So it was a decent 10 seconds from him getting out of my sight to me chasing him through the house or whatever this thing was. Yeah, it's it's something that genuinely makes you scratch your head on what this could have been because... One of the, the things that I've got noted down here that you wrote in your email is that the the house that you live in the footsteps uh, they're wooden um you have wooden floorboards so whenever you hear footsteps on there they they essentially creak like or buggery is that right that's correct and I was like I said I couldn't sleep so I was lying in dead silence <clears throat> and I did not hear like you you can't sneak through the house it's even louder when you try and sneak um like. Trust me, I've tried sneaking through the house, and you cannot sneak through the house. It just creaks and whines, and the house rocks. Like you could, you can feel someone coming from a mile away just by sitting. You don't even need to hear them. You can you feel the house wobble. But um, never heard any creaks. Never heard any movements. Didn't hear the door go. And but as I was watching him walk, there was no. Like at the time, I didn't recognize it, but thinking back, I didn't hear any movement at all. Like, I had a discussion with my partner about it. She was asking me all these questions. Are you sure it was this? Are you sure it was that? And I went and double-checked everything. I went and thought, oh, maybe it was the cat. No, the cat couldn't make it up that high. There's nothing. 
you know, you know, I'm and I'm trying to question my own thoughts. Like, okay, you know, was it the cat? No, it wasn't the cat. We can't be the cat. And then I've walked. I'm, I'm just going to do a quick test and just see if it lines up with the the where the man was supposed to be and where I seen the shadow. So I've walked down the hallway and looked into my room and exactly where I seen the shadow was exactly where I was standing. So it lined up perfectly and this shadow would have been about five seven because it's exactly my height. Um so that lined up perfectly with what I seen on the wall was exactly where I imagined the being be was was um standing or walking. So in your mind, it couldn't really be anything other than a physical form or a, a form of or a person. Yes, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that it was a person or something resembling a person because I've seen the shoulders and head and it walked backwards and forwards. Could you make out any detail to this to this being? Um, that's a good question. At the time, I could see like he was wearing. Now it's. A little bit fuzzy because I was so terrified. But I knew what I was seeing, but I, I was not taking in like detailed notes at the time. But I do remember like flicks, tufts of hair. Like, you know, like when you see a shadow, you see the tufts of hair sticking up. I do remember that. And that's what made me think that's a person. Because I see the tufts of hair, like scraggly hair sticking, you know, up off his head. Didn't take any notice about like a a, a um a collar or anything. Um, there was none of that. Just shoulders, tough, you know, toughy hair, and yeah, that's about it. At what point did you think that this is potentially a something that might be paranormal? I was not convinced that it was paranormal until a couple of days later when I'd gone through every every strap of evidence that I had trying to pinpoint what it could have been, you know, in the real world. And the only conclusion that I could come up with was per, like personally, I said shadow person, but still like you, you don't know because I seen the shadow. It could have been a ghost, you know, on who knows? Like I don't know. So that, that's I don't. Yeah, it's, it still boggles me. And I think that's a really good position to to be in when it comes to talking about an, an encounter like this, because there's so many people out there who would quickly label, "Hey, you definitely saw a shadow man. You definitely saw a demon. You definitely saw a ghost." But I I really appreciate the fact that you took the time to try to bunk it before you even consider going down a paranormal route, which kind of shows that you're not you're not afraid to admit that this could be paranormal, but you're also not going to jump headfirst into into trying to maybe force something that maybe didn't happen that way. No, exactly right. No, you're right. So what was your partner's reaction to all of this? Is she on the same level as you are when it comes to the paranormal? Um, in a way, she's she's a little bit more susceptible to it, but she closes her eyes to it. In a way, like she refuses to. Um, look, I've heard of people, you know, closing off themselves. Um, I think she might have closed herself off to it, but I know she's susceptible to it as well. 
But um, after that experience, I really shook her. Um, she couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. She was up, and she she said that she was she was feeling like just um, foreboding, um, just what's that word? Um, I can't think of the word, but um, just ill intent, like it was up to no good. And um, I didn't I didn't know this until about two days ago when we were discussing this subject. And I didn't know that because I went to I went to sleep about an hour after this incident, and it's got me. Um, how did I go to sleep after that? But like, after I checked the house and I, you know, everything was locked, I went to sleep because I had work the next morning. I need to get to work, but apparently she stayed up for the rest of the night, absolutely terrified. It's it doesn't surprise me that you went back to sleep because. You know, if you're having a situation and your adrenaline's pumping really, really high and once that starts to wear off, it would be a massive drain on the body. And if you want to go down the the route that um, a lot of people think that the paranormal can suck energy out of you. And if you were the only person to, to see this type of entity in your house, there's every reason to believe that it potentially could have been tapping into your energy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I I went to sleep within an hour, not even that, probably twenty minutes, twenty minutes to half an hour, maximum an hour. I was lights out and I slept like a baby. I woke up feeling you know decently well to go. I was sh- shaken up the next day because thinking about it, but um, I was you know energy wise fine. It's a really fascinating set of encounters and. Do you think this all started because you did ask to see the ghost? Do you think that kind of led you down this path of having these types of encounters in the future? Well, I think that that first encounter opened my eyes up to, ah, there's something quite possibly real about this. So, and you could be right. Like, I'm not too sure. You could be right. I could have opened that door up to many things. Um, Who knows? Because it's... It's something that I hear people say that, you know, they want to have these encounters. They want to see these things. They want to, they, they so want to reach out and, and have this connection with the paranormal. But the thing is, once you open that door, it's a door that is essentially impossible to close. And I wonder if that's the, if that's the case with you, Denny, that you kind of wanted to see that ghost so many years ago and now. They are just a part of your life because to to see that ghost outside Maitland Jail and then to go live in a, a house with your family members that was incredibly haunted where it was just the normal and now to to have these more recent encounters in your own home where it's starting to, to affect not only you but your family members. I wonder if this is I wonder if this is going to be the new normal for you now. Well, it's been quite normal usually. Like it's not it's nowhere near normal when it happens. But when it happens it's kinda of like, oh, you know, that just happened and then you just kinda of like pick yourself up and you go on with your day. So yeah, like that's like even I'll question myself, like how can you do that? But it's just a normal thing. Like I d I really don't know. So what do you think the the ghosts are that you're seeing? Like do you do you think they're an energy? Do you think they're the spirits of someone who may have passed? Do you have any I guess 
thoughts or ideas on what you may be seeing? It's good you ask that because I was I was thinking like like this is just my thoughts. Um, now I'll explain where I you know where my theory comes from. Um, with these shadow people and whatnot, apparently they appear you know after um, after losses or after great you know great stress or something something bad has happened. Um, what what do you mostly do when something bad happens? You you wish that it didn't happen. Um, my best guess is then there may be a type of jinn, you know, appearing. Oh yeah. This is just my theory. Like you know, this it's just and I still don't believe it, but it's just one of those theories that you know you're wishing for this bad thing that didn't happen. And then this black figure appears, and then I just think there might be a type of jinn, you know, appearing, trying to. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't really, you know, read up about jinn, but I know that they, you know, I actually don't know, but yeah, I get the the gist of what their what their um what their thing is. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting point, and you are the only person who's ever been on this podcast to. To kind of bring that up, because I've tried to, to tiptoe around that uh, a little bit um, for for some guests. But, yeah, you are the only person to, to ever kind of go down that, that path. Because the the gin is a, a very, very interesting thought form when it comes to the paranormal. Yes. Um, I haven't done much research or I haven't really, you know, gotten to learn about them. So I really can't um, go too much into that detail, but I get I get the gist of what they're up to. So that's just my guess. Yeah, it's um, it's that's something really interesting. So yeah, that's a that's a little bit of homework for listeners of the show who haven't looked into into the gin. Have a look into it because it it's a it's a very very I guess ancient form of I guess mythology when it comes to the paranormal. So it's um. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because essentially the djinn are able to, for me to put it into layman's terms, and I'm going to do a really, really terrible job of it, is that they're, they're able to turn into simple objects or, or different types of kind of beings or shapes. The, the easiest way to maybe say that is they're kind of like a skinwalker, but a little bit more ancient. Right, yes, that's, yeah. I didn't know they could turn into different objects. That's very interesting. Yeah, and it all depends on the the mythology line that you you do go down with that because it is a very ancient, and I think it might be an Arabic type of um, belief system when it comes to the jinn. So there is there is so much history that is connected to that. So if it's, I think that might be something worth looking into for yourself because you might be able to to start to figure out hey what this might be. Um, but it's also a really good thought process to go, Hey, who knows what's out there when it comes to this type of stuff? Because if the, if the gin are a little bit more, I guess, acceptable to, to people like yourself, who knows what's, what's going on. Exactly right. You just never know. So it's fun just to, you know, theorize and just wonder what if. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au 
or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash Believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 